You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 49. guys, as you probably already figured out, things sound a little bit different today. My intro kind of sounds like I'm talking on my phone, and you know why? Because I'm actually recording this podcast right on my iPhone. I'm sitting in my car, and I am just bringing some thoughts to you today based on the gospel of grace. And what I thought would be powerful is if I would just take you back to some of what I've been teaching on my YouTube channel. Now, if you go to my YouTube channel, and many of you who listen to my podcast, you probably don't watch me on YouTube. I have a powerful YouTube channel that really builds a case for grace. Um, this is the core foundation of my belief. It's what I call my my belief system. And some people have a terrible belief system. I call it terrible BS. Come on, guys. Let's just call it what it is. A lot of people have grown up with teaching over the years that really points to self-effort. It points to what they have to do to get God's approval and God's acceptance over their life. And I believe that if you are really going to discover peace and joy to the fullest in every area of your life, you really need to know how grace works. And six months ago and farther back even as I was building my YouTube channel, I introduced a teaching that I do in a lot of churches as I travel abroad. I teach a lot of the gospel of grace. I believe it is necessary. It's a necessary component in your walk with God to have a good grasp on the gospel of grace, the new covenant gospel of grace. You know, on this podcast, you hear me a lot plugging in grace to all the different aspects of our life, whether it be leadership, you know, personal growth and development, your marriage, leadership, uh, lifestyle things, relationships, I try to take this gospel of grace and pour it into the practical areas of our everyday life. But I believe it's also important that you get a solid biblical, scriptural, foundational understanding of how the grace of God works in your life. And I don't believe you'll ever discover true peace with God until you understand how new covenant grace works in your life. And that's why I want to encourage every single one of you who are listening to this podcast right now to go to my YouTube channel and start following me on a weekly basis. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and like those videos and share them. I think it's important that you watch the YouTube channel and then you come over here and you listen to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland. You're getting two different sides, two different platforms of my ministry. You're getting good foundational grace, new covenant teaching, and then you come over here to the podcast and you find out how that grace applies to the everyday aspects of our life. Let me tell you something, guys. So many people are living with a works-based mentality to try to please God and get God's favor and get God's grace in their life. I'm here to tell you, you've been accepted in the beloved by grace alone. 
Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 says that you have been accepted in the beloved by grace. Ephesians chapter 2 7 through 9 says, for we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I'm talking about it's 100% acceptance. It's not based on how good you are. It's based on how good God is. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus saves you to the uttermost once and for all. It's done eternally. You are a finished work in Christ. And so that's the foundation I believe that we need. It's our BS. It's our belief system that we've got to have so solid in our lives so that when we live, we're not striving with God. We're not trying to please him. We're not stressed out and striving to get God's approval over our life. He accepts us 100% at all times and in every place, wherever we are in our journey with him. It's never based on what we do for God, but what he has done for us. So I want to take you back six months back to a powerful teaching I did on YouTube called Get a Grace Lift. (laughs) I love using that phrase because I want my teachings and my ministry to always give you a grace lift. So I'm just going to Take this out of the archives. I'm going to share it with you today, and then I'm going to come back at the end with a few comments. So let's start today's teaching called Get a Grace Lift. Today, I'm so excited about this teaching. We're talking about getting a grace lift. Get a grace lift. No, I didn't say get a facelift. I said get a grace lift. You know, so many people are going through difficult times. It's one of the toughest times for people that I've ever experienced. People are struggling in their health and losing their jobs and shut in and locked down and there's political unrest and there's racial tension and divide all throughout our country. I believe what we need right now, what the body of Christ needs, we need preachers to stand in the pulpit and dispense grace, teach grace, give people hope. We need encouragement. You know, the Bible says, encourage one another with these words, Jesus Christ is coming soon. All right, guys, let's go to John chapter 15, verses one through five, verse one. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, so many people feel that the weightier things of teaching the Bible give you that ouch. Ooh, preach that, 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 ooh, that hurt me so good. I, you know, I need that. I, I'm, I'm deficient in that and, you know, preach harder and give me those stingers. And, and, and I've just found that the Bible teaches us that a merry heart does good like a medicine. You know, again, I, I mentioned before that people are going through extremely difficult times. People are drowning in hopelessness and fear and anxiety and depression and darkness has come over the earth. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 60 to arise and shine. We need voices 
in this hour that instead of throwing boulders out into the water while people are drowning and throwing stones at people when people are struggling and having difficulties, we need to give them things that lift them. That's why this message and, and teaching is called Get a Grace Lift. We need to be the hands of Jesus that reach out and lift people up. And I want to explain this passage of scripture in a way maybe you've never seen it before maybe you've heard this preached in one way for so many years but I like to go to the original text I like to look at words and I like to preach the text in context because as I've said so many times when you take the text out of the context all you get is a con and I think so many people have been conned over the years because they've been taught the scriptures one way and they've just embedded that in their spirits and they walk around with this image of a mean God and an angry God and a gardener who's going to come and cut you off if you're not producing fruit. Well, the scripture here says very much differently than what we've been taught. So let's break these five verses down and see what it's really saying. Jesus says in verse one, as he's talking to his disciples in a private meeting, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. You see, Jesus was saying that I'm the vine and he's not, he didn't say tree, he didn't say bush. You know, we're, we, we need to look at this in context. We're talking about a vine. If you've studied vineyards or looked at the way that vines are grown, they're usually placed up on lattices and woven together and all twisted. It's not a, a tree that goes upward, but it's a vine that twists together. And Jesus is declaring that his father is a, is a gardener, is a vine dresser. He's someone that tends to the vine. He's someone that takes care of the vine to ensure that it's producing fruit. Verse two, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, some translations say he cuts off. Um, and we've preached so many times that if Jesus sees a branch or a or a vine, or a, or a leaf, or uh, a twig that's not producing fruit that's dried off, he's gonna come along and take his snippers and snip you off. So you need to produce fruit, you need to bear fruit, and if you're not bearing fruit, you're a dead vine and God's gonna come along and cut you off. That's not what this verse says. The word is airo, which means to lift. It's a Greek word that means to lift. You see, when a vine is not producing fruit, it's one of the branches, one of the extensions of the vine that's woven through has fallen off and is dragging the ground. And when a vine is hanging down, the, the sap or the life flow cannot get into that branch to produce grapes. So what the gardener does, the vine dresser, the loving heavenly father comes along and picks that vine up and weaves it back into the rest of the vine. When the gardener comes along, he picks that branch up and he weaves it back in so that they all together can be connected to the vine. And there's so many times when people are depressed, they're downcast, they're condemned, and maybe they're not producing fruit. Maybe they're stragglers. Maybe they're people that seem to struggle with uh, living the gospel life and living the victory that Christ has for us. And so instead of preaching that God's gonna come along and cut you off, we need to get to the heart of the problem. And it's usually because they're on the ground, they're dragging, they're low, they're desperate, they're depressed, they're discouraged. Hey guys, I just wanna take about 60 seconds right here in the middle to remind you to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a generous review, give us some stars and tell us what you think, and then share this podcast with one or two other people in your circle of relationships 
who desperately need to hear what you've been hearing today. I hope you feel encouraged right now. I hope you feel lifted up. You know, that's what this is all about, giving you a grace lift. You know, so many people feel beat down. Well, the ministry is not for beating people, it's for feeding people. And I hope you feel nourished in your soul. And as a supplement to this podcast, I highly recommend that you go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I post one powerful video a week on the gospel of grace, giving you true foundations of how the gospel of grace works so that you can apply it to every area of your life and discover peace and joy to the fullest. So let's jump back into the second half of this teaching on Get a Grace Lift. As preachers, as teachers, as people who lovingly tend the vine, pastors and leaders, we need to come along and take our members and pick them up and preach words of hope and preach words of life. And, you know, I I, I hear so often people say, brother, I just need that preacher to tell it like it is. Well, I'm going to tell you like it is today. God loves you. God has a purpose for you. And God sees you struggling. God sees that you're not living the life that he's planned for you. And so picture God the Father picking you up and weaving you back in. And I hope that's what this message is doing for you today. Now let's continue in verse 2. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Now that word prune is not the word that we think of cutting or snipping or snagging it off or breaking it off. The word prune there is the Greek word kathairo, which means to cleanse or to purge. Now, when you pick that vine up, when you pick that vine up, what happens is the life sap of that branch purges through the deadness of that branch and it it cleanses that branch and it purifies that branch and it weeds out the rot and the decay that was once in that branch so that the vine can produce grapes and produce more fruit. That's what God wants for you. So when he lifts you, we're talking about getting a grace lift. When he lifts that branch up, the vine flow begins to purify what was dead, which was hanging on the ground. And so I'm here to encourage you today as I'm preaching this words that God's purpose is not to cut you off or to break you off or to cast you out or to snag you down or to push you back. His heart is to pick you up and weave you back in to the the life-giving vine so that the direction and the flow of grace and hope and mercy and God's goodness, it's the goodness of God, the book of Romans tells us, that leads us to a life change, a repentant life change. You see, that's why I feel that preaching the life of the new covenant is what the body of Christ needs. We need to come over from the side of the law and the old covenant and get in the life flow of the gospel of grace in our new covenant. Now look at verse three. This is powerful. So I love how Jesus had these sidebars with the disciples. You know, when when Jesus preached harshly, it was usually to the religious. Jesus would preach one way to the legalists, but then he would say to the disciples, but I say to you, but my heart for you, this is what I say to you. It's different than what I just said to them. And so often we lump in all these messages that Jesus taught into one big message, but you have to consider the audience. So you have to take into consideration that Jesus is not always preaching to you. He's sometimes preaching to the legalizers and the Judaizers, and then then he's preaching to his disciples. And so I love right here where he's talking directly to his disciples, and he says this, verse 3, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. You see, Jesus is telling them right now, listen, I know some of you may feel like you're struggling and you're really 
you're really outcast and you're a failure and you messed up and you're not a part of the vine, you're not a part of the fold, I'm here to tell you, Jesus is saying to you right now, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Power comes when Christ speaks his word in you. And that's why we need to listen to the words of Jesus. We need to take the words of Jesus to heart when he's speaking directly to you. If you're a believer, if you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life, there's no reason to be condemned. There's no reason to drag yourself on the ground. There's no reason to be downcast. Jesus would always show up on the scene and he would say, it is I, be of good cheer, be not afraid, be of good cheer. Jesus is saying to you, be of good cheer. If you could picture the loving heavenly father as the gardener coming along and picking you up and weaving you in and saying, you are clean. Not you are pruned, not you are cut off, not you are snapped off, but you are, you are lifted up, you are clean, you are purified, you are purged. It's the life-giving flow of Jesus' grace that purges us. Let's look at verse four, abide. It doesn't say abide by, it says abide in. Abide in me, rest in me. Let the heavenly father come along and pick you up and weave you into the vine and give you life-giving flow to purge you and to cleanse you. He's not going to cut you off. So Jesus is saying, abide in me, rest in me, and I in you. It goes on to say in verse four, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, you know, condemnation isolates you. Condemnation makes you feel like that you don't belong. Condemnation kills. It causes you to live in such a way that God did not intend for you to live alone, depressed, discouraged, defeated. Condemnation isolates. But it goes on to say, unless you abide or rest, just rest, not striving, not anxious, not frivolously trying to please God, not trying to get his approval and, and work to make him happy and, and strive to be a good Christian and a, and a good church member. He says, just rest, receive the grace of God in your life. And when you do that, you will produce fruit. It says you can't do it. Look at verse four. It says, unless it abides in the vine, Christ is the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me rest and I in him, he bears much fruit. What does it say? It doesn't say if you work harder and if you strive more and if you try harder and you pray more and you read the Bible more and you go to church more and you get involved in community projects and the more you do, 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 then you'll produce fruit. No, it doesn't say that. It says the more that you rest, the more that you trust in Christ as your salvation, the more that you trust in Christ as your hope and your redeemer and your strength. You see, I believe that we can work better from rest. You see, as I'm declaring the good news to you right now, that Jesus loves you, he has a plan. He didn't come to cut you off. He didn't come to shave you off. He didn't come to remove you. He came to lift you. As I'm preaching this word to you right now, good news is going into your heart and it's giving you power. Not only the power that saves you, but the power that keeps on saving you. It's the good news that empowers us to live the spirit-filled life, not the spirit-forced life. You know, I've never seen a vine forcing itself and grunting and straining to produce grapes. No, if it's woven in, once that branch has been lifted and woven back into the vine, it just naturally produces fruit. It's not something we force ourselves to do. It's the fruit of the spirit. You cannot force yourself to bear fruit. 
You know, when people are struggling, maybe they're struggling in their uh, Christian walk. Maybe they're not dotting all their I's and crossing all their T's. And when they're having a difficulty walking the walk of victory or Maybe their walk with God is not as evident as some and maybe they're struggling with certain sin habits and, and issues and, and maybe they're the branches that are dragging the ground. I don't know about you, but there's been some times that I've drugged the ground in my Christian walk. There's been some times when I haven't always measured up to everyone else's standard. Um, let's not be too quick to judge people. In fact, let's not even judge people at all. Let's be like that gardener that picks people up and weaves them back in. You know, because when people struggle, they don't need more law preached. They don't need more stones thrown at them. They need more grace. They don't need more rules and how to do's. They need what Christ has done. They need that preached more because it's under the power of grace that sin loses its dominion and hold on us. Romans 6 and 14 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law, you are under grace. So what people need when they're struggling, they don't need boulders thrown at them while they're drowning. They don't need stones thrown at them while they're struggling. They need something light. You know, when someone is drowning in the water, they don't need a boulder, they need a life boy. They need something that floats. They need something light. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 and 30, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Watch this, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, when people are struggling, when they're drowning, we don't need to throw boulders out there. We need to throw a life buoy out there. Something light, something that floats, something that they can grab a hold of so that the life buoy does the work. You know, so many people are treading water. They're drowning and they're treading water and they're trying to stay afloat and they're going under and they're going down. And instead of coming along and judging them and cutting them off as so many have preached that God would do, God does just the opposite and we need to do the opposite to come along and lift people back up, lift them, give them something light, give them something hopeful, give them something encouraging. You don't shout the rules for swimming while someone is drowning. You either jump out and save them or you toss them something light, but either way, you're giving them something to hold on to, something that will pull them ashore and get them restored. And I'm not talking just about sinners. I'm talking about tired, worn out Christians, Christians who are living by their own efforts, Christians that are struggling to stay saved, struggling to walk the walk, struggling to talk the talk instead of just resting and letting the grace of God flow through them and causing them to live the spirit-filled life, not the spirit-forced life. Times are heavy enough. People are walking through some of the toughest times of their life. And what they need right now is something light, something that will help them float something that will encourage them, something that will lift them. You know, when Jesus showed up, it was always a declaration of joy and cheer. Be not afraid, it is I, be of good cheer. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to remind you that God is for you. Let him do your heavy lifting. Let him do your heavy lifting and let him lift you. Man, that is all the time we have left for today. I actually got this podcast in one part. I usually do two parts. Some of my podcasts are even three parts, but today we nailed it in one. I hope you feel greatly encouraged. I hope you feel lifted up and built up. I hope you feel like you're 10 feet off the ground right now because that's what grace does. It lifts us up. 
above ourselves and reminds us of who we are. Listen, Jesus told the disciples, you're already clean because of the word I have spoken unto you. And he's saying the very same thing to you. Again, subscribe to this podcast and leave us a generous review. Give us some stars. Tell us what you think and share this podcast with one or two other people who need to hear what you've heard today. Go watch our YouTube videos once a week. Hey, listen, it's all great. It's all about pointing lives to Jesus, helping people discover how to have peace and joy to the fullest in every area of their life. I'll be back again real soon with another encouraging teaching, something to teach you more about the grace life. And until then, we'll see you.